0: I'll be honest, when I read unfunded OPEBs promised to put taxpayers in jeopardy, the first thing I thought of was, what the heck is an OPEB and how many are there? Well, that's why we need to speak with experts from the American Legislative Exchange Council, ALEC, their fifth uh, iteration of the annual report, Other Post-Employment Benefit Liabilities and I thought you should be aware of them as well. Tom Savage is our guest uh, this morning from Alec to help explain. Uh, and thank you very much for the uh, the lesson on what OPEBs are. Uh, in essence, they are anything and everything uh, that an employee uh, an employee would get after they retired that doesn't count as part of their uh, part of their uh, uh, retirement fund. Is that correct?
1: Yep, that's correct. And thanks for having me on, Mike. I'd like to add. I like to use this little analogy. Um, OPEB, OPEB benefits and pensions are like two wheels on the same bicycle. A retiree needs both wheels working in order to uh, in order to pedal through and get them through retirement. So, like you said, it's OPEB benefits, OPEB benefits are all of those benefits that don't count as a pension, so retiree health insurance, life insurance, Medicare supplement plans, prescription drug plans, and uh and, and other benefits.
0: I'm I'm curious do do those employees, those retired uh, employees were they told or did they do they expect that these OPEBs will continue forever through until they're dead and and That's why some of them are getting grumpy because some of these, uh, some of these promises are not continuing. What's the issue?
1: Well, sure. That's, you know, that's considered part of the, part of your contract. You know, you're entitled, you, you get vested in the same way you get vested for a pension. Um, And, you know, you're promised these benefits through retirement. Um, Although it, and this is where it gets it gets a bit tricky. The legal protections available for these benefits are not as clear or strongly protected as, say, a public pension. Um, and as these unfunded liabilities grow, you know it's you know sometimes this is referred to as soft debt because as these unfunded liabilities grow, that's a that's a larger burden on taxpayers. But of course, taxpayers don't get a bill in the mail that says, okay, you owe this much money to the public OPEB fund. Um, You know, what ends up happening is that, you know, it's these unfunded liabilities take up more and more of the state budget, and it crowds out funding for other essential services.
0: Is it unfair for employers to tell their employees that this group of benefits right here will continue for life, whether you work here or not? Is that fair to even say it?
1: Well, you know, it's if they're going to make that promise, they have to be they have to be ready to make good on that promise. They can't say that and then pull the rug out from under under people, and they have to properly uh, budget for it. Unfortunately, you know, as we've as we've looked at across the country, funding ratios, which is your assets divided by liabilities, are dangerously low. Yeah, now keep in mind, you know general accounting principles recommend that there's a hundred percent funding assets match liabilities uh we took a weighted average of the funding ratios and they're only around 11 percent and that is critically low so you know what it, if if the state government is going to make these promises they have to be ready to make good on those promises and you know we offer you know we say if we we want to educate that you know it's First and foremost, you have to keep the promises you've already made. But then when you make the reforms necessary, which which I'll be happy to talk about in a little bit, by making reforms, you apply them to new hires so you allow you know you allow people to adjust their plans for their career, for their life. And you know as we talk, I'll talk about a little bit more, uh, those reforms, will really be helpful for younger employees who are in a more dynamic workforce.
0: Well, and, and those employers are going to be less willing to make long-term promises when they have no idea what the financial or political scene will be like in, say, 30 years when that first group of new employees is set to retire.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that is true.
0: So, making these kinds of promises not a good idea, and maybe should take uh, uh, be uh, less important for uh, an incoming new employee.
1: You know what? I think yeah. It, well, it's not so much that it. Uh, it's, you need to adjust the promises that you're making. Right. So as as actually as, ha- as has happened in uh, Nebraska and South Dakota. They've switched to full, what we call defined contribution OPEB. So that's uh, health savings accounts where people have individual health accounts that they contribute to. They they contribute to and the state matches to a certain percentage. And even with the state matching, that is keeping unfunded liabilities way lower than in states like New Jersey and California. Um, Actually, also in Wisconsin, uh, there in Wisconsin, there's there's another reform which Wisconsin has taken a part of, which is called the implicit rate subsidy. And that's where retirees are kept on the state health employee plan, and they're pooled in with younger active employees, people who are still employed. And so they get the premium rates of the younger employees, even though they're retired. And so that lowers, by getting pooled in with the younger employees, they get the lower the benefit of a lower premium rate.
0: Well, and, and I'm guessing that those individuals don't really care how the money comes or where it comes from as long as it keeps coming, because I was promised. Exactly. And I, exactly. I heard that this many, many years ago in Lacrosse, Crosse, uh, the union that represents uh, plumbers was on strike, and I remember hearing uh, uh, at a, a just a gathering where lots of plumbers were that were currently on strike, and an old guy was telling a young guy, hey, I know it's tough, but th- th- this it's my turn. So buck up, youngster. Now it's my turn. So, you know, those people that have been around for a very long time expect those kinds of promises to be uh, 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 kept, and those young people should be making more arrangements on their own in case the promises can't be kept. Is that fair?
1: Uh, that's yeah, that's one way to look at it. And of course, you know, it's like you're uh, you know, you're young, you're you're getting into this you're getting into a job and it's um you know, you're promised these benefits. You know, people shape their lives around that promise, the same way they shape their lives around a pension promise. And then right as you're about to retire, somebody comes along and pulls the rug out from under you and it's um you know it's all those plans that you had made you know 30 years out oh sure just totally
0: just yeah are just up in smoke and an awful lot of those people that are getting ready to retire looking at their retirement just going away i wish we had more time it is fascinating to learn about the, the uh uh other post employment benefits opeb liabilities and uh, how they are costing employees who aren't paying attention to employers who are looking long-term into the future. Hey, thank you very much for talking with me this morning. Uh